0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Use From Up Here. I'm your host, Taylor, aka Mother Hen. As always, we're on the awesome 4th Wall Pop Network. And let me start off by saying I am so, 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 so sorry that I didn't have an episode to release last week. Um, As I mentioned on social media, we hit a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, and I couldn't even tell you what happened. Uh, Geek Squad came to my rescue, but whatever it was, we're back up and running, um, And, of course, because of the gap in content, I had to make sure that this week's episode was extra long and extra interesting. So, uh, of course, I brought on a guest, and I feel like that's the only way that I could fill an hour and a half because Lord knows you guys wouldn't listen if it was just me. And, yeah, so uh, hopefully you guys like it. any kind of updates to provide for you. I think it's important. I've definitely addressed my recording schedule in previous episodes, but it's important to let you guys know that this little intro I do before we actually dive into the the topic, um, I record the night before I release the episode. So I try to give you guys the most up-to-date information. Um, I did go on a date yesterday, which was Tuesday, and it was a really good time. Um, We said we were going to go out for drinks, and I would say like a half hour into it, we decided to get food, whether it's because we were both really hungry or both enjoying each other's company, I'm not too sure. Um, But we ordered some appetizers, split those, and got another round of drinks. So all in all, we were together for like three hours, and it was a really good time. He might be listening to this, um, so if you are, hi, I really enjoyed spending time with you. But yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm overhyping it any. He said he had a good time. Um, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm not thinking really too far into it, but it was nice to just have quality conversation with someone who seemed interested in what I had to say. Um, So we'll see where it goes. But there's definitely been less activity on the apps um, and not necessarily because I'm pulling back purposefully, um, but I'm just not getting as many responses. And I'm trying to put any free time I have into more productive things, or at least more enjoyable things. So spending time outside since the weather's been so much nicer, spending time with my dog, visiting family and friends back in Tom's River, just stuff like that. So um, I'm definitely not putting in as much effort, but they're not either. So we'll see what happens. Um, But I think that's the only update I have for you guys. I don't, there's nothing bad, which is great, but also not great because the bad stuff is usually the funniest, but yeah, I'm not going to throw on, um, an exit blurb onto this episode. I'm just going to cut it off and go right to the music. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I will definitely have another episode next week. Uh, we'll keep it rolling. I'll try not to have any more interruptions into our schedule and, uh, I'll see you mother cluckers next time. Okay. So I am here with Ashley DeFalcon AKA one of my very close cousins. Um, We obviously have known each other my whole life, but we've gotten closer as we've gotten a little bit older. And I would say one of the things that we've bonded over the most is relationships. It's something that we felt like we could both come to each other with and talk it out. And like I said, as we've gotten older, I think we've become all the more wiser. And Ashley was kind enough to come on here this episode with me and just talk out about some of the red flags and signs that relationships aren't going to work she is a little bit older than me Um, she is separated so she has a very different perspective on the dating world than I do and that's what I try to do when I bring people onto the show is give as many different perspectives as possible because mine is not the only one that you guys are experiencing and I'm definitely not an expert so the more I can bring in the better Um, Ashley, I'm happy to have you here today.
1: Thanks. Uh,
0: So if you guys haven't been able to tell by the title of the episode already, and like I just said, we're talking about red flags. So I guess where I want to start is, I've said this on some of my other episodes before, so I guess I want to hear your take before we go further into the red flags. What are some uh, absolutely nots for you? Like, give me a couple examples of something that you wouldn't even consider when dating a guy. So like a hard limit for me is, um a smoker i've never been a smoker both of my parents as you know are like pack a day if not more smokers so i really like that's that's a non-negotiable for me so what are some of your non-negotiables
1: i mean yeah smoking who wants to kiss an ashtray especially when you don't smoke you're not a smoker yourself exactly and i also think that has to do with my childhood my dad was a smoker pretty much my whole life so it was like i remember sitting in the car and like just having that smell of smoke or even going to school knowing that your clothes smelled like smoke so that is a definite hard no for me I don't know I feel like it's like the normal like no car no job like I mean it depends on what age you're at I'm 33 I am married currently going through I guess starting a divorce been separated for two years and I am just getting back into the dating world and getting back in it's it's I am a lot wiser and I feel like my limits as to what I'm going to accept and what am I going to and I'm not going to accept are stronger than they were I guess maybe like five six years ago okay. I was only married for 11 months um, so that's an interesting story in itself yeah,
0: maybe for another episode. Um,
1: so for me I mean yeah no car no job I'm a hard like no kids Okay. Um, That's just my preference because I've dabbled in the kid situation before. Um,
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked to a couple of guys that and it didn't go very far. It's not like a serious or long term relationship. But I've talked to a few guys that were either going through a separation or were already divorced and had kids to worry about. And it's not that like. I don't think I can handle someone else's kids so much as it's not just the kid. There's the previous marriage. It's are you co-parenting. There's so much more to it than that. I know you said earlier when we were kind of brainstorming this, it's something that you want to experience with someone else. I don't even know if I want to have kids or not. That's still like very up in the air for me. But I just don't know if I'm physically able to take on someone else's baggage like something that they've already established with somebody else. see
1: i don't look at you can't look at it as baggage because kids are not baggage
0: true
1: um it has to do with the other people and elements that are now going to be part of your relationship yeah i've tried the kids before it came down to how how old are the kids are the kids little infants because then that's a full-time job for not only the person you're with but for you because Mm -hmm. when you have that child whether it's every other weekend or whatever their schedule is that's on you like that takes out time away from your relationship with that person
0: yeah
1: I when I dated somebody with kids they were probably like seven so it came down to they were in school they were school age um the one person I was dating their kid was with us full time because he had full custody of a child the mother did not live in this state So it was convenient for me to, at 6 o'clock in the morning, get woken up because the kid doesn't have lunch made for school. Mm -hmm. I'm okay to do that, and they were fine with me doing that for them. Or at 10 o'clock at night when they realize that they don't have any clean clothes to go to school the next day. I'm okay to ask to do their laundry so they have clean clothes. Mm -hmm. But when they're going to say something to me or disrespect me and I reprimand them or confront them about it, for them to turn around and be like well you're not my mom you can't talk to me that way like that's the line where I should have drawn yeah and that's not okay
0: because like you said you were good enough to do the other stuff right but but, not for that
1: right and it also has to do with the parent their parent how if that kid does disrespect me knowing Mm -hmm. that I do all this other stuff for him or her um how how the father or the mother is going to reprimand or speak to them about them disrespecting you and that's not what i had i had that other the person i was with sit there and kind of like not say anything to their child yeah. which made me more angry at the kid than it did him uh-huh. because like no you're not going to disrespect me like hey you're not my child and i am doing more than i should be doing for you yep. but there needs to be a line drawn where you're not being disrespected but you're also willing to you're, you're not taken for granted Yeah so yeah kids for me is a no at this point in my life again i'm 33.
0: and you've experienced it like i said like for me it was like a a talking stage or a very short relationship if that you've experienced it somewhat long term so it's not like you're cutting it off without really knowing anything about it like you have these experiences you've been through it enough to know it's not for oh yeah
1: we live together in both situations of me dating somebody with a child Mm -hmm. like we live together so, again, the one child was with us 24-7 yep. because they lived with us and he had full custody. And the other one, it was a couple days during the week and every other weekend. And that situation wasn't really ideal for me either because it's it, – it, it, the mother and the father didn't really have a good relationship. So, it was like, well, I don't want her with my kid or yeah. what, whatever the situation is. Just kids are not for me. I would rather experience that with somebody for the first time together. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, if, like you, you don't know if you want to have kids. Yeah. So maybe somebody with a child wouldn't be so bad because you know you don't want one your, for, like, from you for yourself.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: Um, yeah. So kids are, are, are a no for me. Um, addicts are a no for me, too, because I've – I can't say they're a no. I'm not going to label somebody for being an addict or having some kind of Desiree. past. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just didn't really have a good experience.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I actually, I talked about it. So in the episode with my friend Max, um, we were just talking about, it was a very generic like dating episode for the most part. And I actually cut that part out because I said the same thing you said just now. It's like, I don't want someone who's an addict or in recovery. And the way I was explaining it didn't come off clear. I sounded like a complete asshole. So I was like, you know what? Let me just cut it out of this episode. So I'm glad you brought it up because now I have a chance to say it the right way and gather my thoughts. I've also been with people who were struggling with addiction and or in recovery. And the one long-term relationship I had with somebody who was in recovery, that really wasn't an issue. It came up for a brief amount of time where he wasn't feeling the most stable. He felt like he might've had a relapse. He didn't end up having one, thankfully. But it was um, it was a dynamic and it added dynamic to our relationship that was very hard to navigate because you're somebody's partner. You're supposed to be there helping them through it. And I almost, even though I'm clinically trained to deal with that sort of stuff, I wasn't familiar with it as a girlfriend. Like, what do you need me to do? Because they feel so vulnerable and almost embarrassed in the moment. Um, And I just, I, I didn't know what to do. So it was very, it was very difficult. And we overcame it. So if I was to date somebody in recovery again, I think that would be okay, depending on how much time they have. But someone who's actively struggling with it, and it doesn't matter if it's drugs or alcohol or even gambling. It's just a very... I need somebody who is okay with and comfortable within themselves and has their stuff together before we can even try. Because that's just another layer.
1: So with me, I didn't even have that opportunity to decide if I was willing to do that or not do that. Um, I was dating somebody. We were living together. Everything happened very quickly. So it was Memorial Day weekend and we went to a bar down here. By the uh, on the ocean and his friends from up north came down and everyone drank so everyone was drinking and having a good time the day ended the next week came and all of a sudden like he started like I don't know acting weird it was me catching him chugging a handle of vodka a day mm-hmm. to him pouring vodka in water bottles and I'd find all these water bottles all over his car then that quickly turned into him disappearing and me tracking his friggin' phone to find him in not good areas of where we live in the state and come to find out one night he was like now that i know nodding out in our room and i'm like what it what is going on he was an insulin dependent diabetic so i'm like is his sugar low holy shit! what do i do do i give him insulin do i check his sugar like i had no idea what to do he always had needles on him because again, he is an insulin-dependent diabetic. So him crouched down, like almost in like a squatting position, like just nodding back and forth and like swaying. I'm like sitting there Googling, because me, I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs in my entire life. I don't even drink really. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell's going on. And at
0: the time, you weren't familiar with diabetes at all either. No. Because hardly anybody in our family had it. So it's not like you were exposed to that either. Right. So
1: I'm sitting there in the middle of the night, Googling what the hell this is. Come to find out that he's full-blown heroin addict. So here I am, like, not even wanting to go to work because I'm like, what is he doing? Where is he? Well, like, is he lying to me? um one day he came home and he's getting undressed and he takes off his socks and like all these little folds fall out of his his socks and i'm like what the fuck is that so he quickly like picks them up and flushes them down the toilet bowl well here i am googling what the hell that was and it's heroin Go in his car and i find all these little little rubber bands everywhere i'm like where are these rubber bands coming Uh from i don't know it was from whatever excuse or he gave me and come to find out that the little rubber bands is what holds the freaking packets of heroin. So, I mean, that relationship was insane. We were going on high speed chases in each other's car down the friggin' parkway. And like, it was just not a healthy relationship. And then that led to being physically abused and getting smacked and punched in the face. And it, I, at that point, you don't know what to do because it feels so it just feels not, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. So then it's like, do I break up with this person and do I kick them out of my house and not know what's going to happen to them? Because mm-hmm. you do care about the person.
0: Yeah, because you're human. It's it's human instinct to care about other people, but how the bad they are. But at the same
1: time, who's more important, me or him? Yeah. And I wasted a good amount of time on on that relationship. Yeah. And I don't even remember to this day how it even ended. I really don't even remember I'm happy it did Mm -hmm. but it should have ended a long time ago when I found out that he was lying about drinking even I shouldn't have even been in the situation to even know that he was a full-blown heroin addict and the only reason I found out that he was an addict was because he had a kid and the mother said that he was acting weird the father was acting weird. So I'm like, you know what? I, I mean, I don't know him that, that long. You've known him for a lot longer than I have. She's like, I'm telling you right now, he's using. I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you mean he's using? They're like, Ashley, he's an addict. He's been an addict his whole life. So when I finally was in this, like, position to confront him, I'm like, something's going on. I want to help you. Please just, like, talk to me about this. Yeah. And he told me that he's an addict, that he was going to N.A. for however many years. He was clean. And that when he started dating me, he was embarrassed. So he stopped going to meetings because his time that he would go to his meetings, he was actually spending with me. Yeah. Because he would go to, to night meetings. So instead of going to meetings, he was so used to hanging out with me, he stops going. Yeah. So once he was put into that bar scene and atmosphere mm-hmm. is when the whole addiction started circling again.
0: So when I hear that, like, it sounds like a huge revelation because obviously, like, I knew you and we were a little bit older then, so, like, we were hanging out. I had no idea any of this was going on until it did end. But also I'm hearing that now and I'm like, oh, wow, I could see how finding a different way to spend your time instead of going to the meetings could have led him into a relapse. But at the same time, Knowing the type of person he is and we're outside of the situation, that's also a way of not taking responsibility for his own actions. Granted, he's finding other ways to spend his time. He still should have been going to meetings. Even if he was embarrassed, he could have found other time. But also now that I hear it, it's like, well, it's kind of your fault because I've been spending my time with you and you brought me into a whole other world and I wasn't spending my time in meetings. So do you see what I mean? Like, it could be valid, but it was also his way of not accepting responsibility and putting it on you. So that in itself is not okay.
1: (laughs) Luckily, he didn't put it on me and, like, blame me that that's why he relapsed or didn't go to meetings or whatever. He just, I guess, got sidetracked by being happy and comfortable in a relationship. And maybe at that point, he felt like he didn't need NA anymore. Yeah. And that he felt like he could go to a bar Mm -hmm. with his friends. But come to find out, no, he couldn't. It was a completely fucked up situation. Um, I'm happy I actually went through it because now I know what I'm not going to ever want to go through again. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I see, I guess, those red flags or signs, I'm out. Yeah. So, yeah, drugs um, aren't really my thing.
0: Fair enough. And I think it's a good... I mean, even though we both feel the same, like, that's not something we're really looking for in a partner, I think it speaks volumes to, like, my first experience with it was someone who was already in recovery for two years before I even started dating him, and so, like, I went into the relationship knowing that that was a possibility, whereas, like you said, you had absolutely no idea, and it was pretty much, like, sprung on you in, yeah, like, the I worst way.
1: I didn't have a choice or an opinion or mm-hmm. anything, and not for nothing, I never dated somebody with yeah. an addiction before, so I really was caught off guard, mm-hmm. and I had to do all, like, the research for myself
0: yeah well i mean at the very least it makes you more prepared so if like you said you know what to keep an eye out for And i
1: can't even like say i'll never date an addict again no he he was on another level he had like mental issues he was schizophrenic he was bipolar the only reason i actually got him into recovery is because i had to call the cops on him Mm -hmm. to get him put into a psych ward to detox to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was it was insane 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 and i it was, it was a rough one. Yeah. Um, another topic, I guess, that I'm not okay with is married men.
0: Which sounds like it should be obvious, but for a lot of people, it's not. On both ends.
1: For a while, I don't know what, why do I do know what now, why I was just attracting guys that were married. And we were talking about this earlier. It's like what you put out in the universe is what you will receive. I believe that 110%. So here I am entertaining these married men for whatever reason that they would tell me, oh, we're separated. We still live together because of the kids, but I sleep on the couch and she sleeps in the bedroom and there's no relationship there and blah, blah, blah. And I gave it a chance. I entertained it and I should have never, ever entertained it because that put out in the universe that it is okay for me to entertain that and to accept that and that's it's not
0: and outside of like cuz some people when you say like put it out in the universe a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and they're not going to believe that stuff i believe firmly like what you put out there is definitely what you get but at the same time too it's it's a mentality it's like like you said you're willing to accept it so you're automatically for the next person like let's say this first married guy didn't work out obviously Um, And the next one comes along, you're already in the mindset, well, like, oh, okay, so his situation might have been similar to this one. And I'm I'm very empathetic, so I could totally see where he's coming from. And if we're not, like I said, talking about the universe, it's just what you're willing to accept or excuse.
1: But, like, I was, yes. But what I was saying was, like, this is what I was getting, like, one after the other after the other. And I, like, stopped myself. And I'm like, why am I only attracting married men? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I guess in, a, in some kind of way fall into the same category because I still am married and I am dating. Yeah. I, I guess it has to do with the situation. Like, I've been separated from my husband for t- two years now. Mm-hmm. So, that's like, and we don't live together. Like, once I left, there was, it was done. That was it. Yeah. So, these people are still in the home with their wives or husbands and their children playing house. And here you are the other girl that's trying to make a relationship with somebody that's still pretty much in a relationship. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure there were some omissions there or some, like, twisted truths, too. Yeah. They were leaving stuff out, whereas you, you're much more upfront. Like, whoever you're dating to or talking to, if you guys get to that point, you have no problem laying all of your cards out on the table. Whereas these guys who are probably still living with their wife because they're trying to make it work or somebody in the relationship wants to make it work, and they're not really expressing that. They're just kind of seeing what's out there. Even if
1: they, even if their marriage is done, mm-hmm. you don't have to live together. Yeah, you can live with a family member. You can rent your own place. You could buy your own. You don't need to. If that's not something you want to still pursue, you don't have to do it. So yeah. I'm not buying the whole like. We live together because of the kids. Like, no, I'm out. Um, mm-hmm. That's a red flag for me, and I am out. That is not okay. And if you are trying to date again, mm-hmm. you can't expect somebody to be okay when you're still living in the same house as your spouse. No. So you're telling me your not. wife's walking down in the morning, no bra on, in her underwear, whatever the case is, and I, my no, my man is not. Yeah. That's not okay. I agree. I'm not dating that.
0: No, definitely not. And I, I like that we brought this up because I – just got done telling somebody else that I think I actually said it in another episode like I've obviously come across some criminals like I don't even know if that's like a good way to categorize them but I've come across some not so nice people that have bad criminal histories and I do sit there and because people have said like it's the type of people you're attracting and I'm like what about me what about my online dating profiles what am I putting out there that's attracting these people and now that we've discussed it in length I guess it is because I'm a fixer. I'm someone who wants to help. I'm someone who's very understanding. And I think I give, I guess I'm giving that vibe out there that I'm willing to make that work.
1: And that's why I just said what you put out in the universe is what you receive. You're putting, from what I've seen, what I know about you, you're putting your fixer or you know what I mean counselor mm-hmm. vibe out there and that's what you're receiving yeah when your feelings and what you want are more important than what you're willing to do for somebody
0: exactly and I need to put you need to my- be
1: super mindful about what you're saying how you're going about it I mean and it's crazy to even think that we have to do this but mm-hmm. when you keep getting the same kind of people over and over again you need to stop and be like well listen the only common denominator between." myself and these people in this relation these relationships is me yeah so it's something that you're doing so you need to be super mindful like all right what am i putting out there maybe i shouldn't put out there that i'm a counselor or a therapist Mm -hmm. or whatever and maybe i want to track that or maybe my intro of introducing somebody i maybe should leave that out
0: yeah no that's a good point and i i definitely need to consider that and when we were talking earlier i mentioned my um me dating, I think I referred to him as Chef in the first couple of episodes, but the guy I originally started this podcast off dating, um, when things fell off between us, he was having trouble managing his ADHD meds. He was taking them on and off because he felt a certain way instead of talking to his doctor and adjusting them, and it was causing mood swings. It was causing him to feel like he needed more time to himself and that he couldn't make time for me and so forth and so on, all of these excuses, but being in that situation made me realize that... I I have no problem if I'm with somebody and they go through a, a tumultuous time or some kind of life-changing event and they need somebody to get them through it, fine. But if you, like I said before, don't have yourself right in the beginning and you're looking to me to be your therapist or be your counselor or be someone to help you problem-solve before we even really get anything off the ground or really get to know each other, that's a problem. And I do think a combination of what you're saying is what I'm putting out there. And also that situation made me realize that I do have to – pull back. And I don't know if I'm going to necessarily lie or omit about my profession so much as I'm going to not make it a part of who I am. Right. I need to literally just say it's a job, not that's who I am as a person. I mean, you could sit there
1: and be like, here's my Venmo, here's my PayPal if you want to pay me for my services. But <laughs> at the same time, this is not what I'm looking for. I wouldn't be
0: living in my mom's apartment <laughs> if I did that. So maybe that is a good move. Maybe- yeah. Transition phases
1: are not are red flags for me as well. Yeah. Like, I'm not in the Well, I'm in between whether it's jobs or I'm in between whatever it is. Like, I'm not in a point of my life where I'm willing to wait or be stuck in some kind of pending situation Mm -hmm. hoping and waiting for this person to figure out their shit. Like, I'm not. No. I am not. I know what I want. And if we were talking about this before, like, I've – the more – the older I guess I get, not that I'm saying that I'm old, but – the more relationships I am in, the wiser I get. And it's to the point where, like, to a T, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm not going to accept. And it's like a mold. And when I was younger, I guess there was more leeway for people to not be so, cut, like, cut and dry as to what I wanted. Because mm-hmm. then you get labeled as, you're being too picky. Like, stop being so judgmental. I'm not being judgmental on that person. I, my time is important. hmm my time is important, just as anybody else's time is important. So, that's great that they're going to, through a tra- uh, transition phase, and they know, you know, they need to work on things. Yeah. But I don't need that for myself. Like I don't need no. that transition for myself. I don't need to wait for somebody. Like, mm-hmm. if everything is aligned and I'm supposed to be with that person, I'll meet them when they're out of their transition phase. Absolutely. And going back to like, my time is important. Don't let anybody think that your time's not important. I mean, all we have is time in this world. Everyone uh-huh. says, like, oh, our time's limited. Like, no. All we have is time. So why not get what you want out of that time? I was – I, again, I was on dating, webs- dating apps, and I met somebody who wound up being – we had mutual friends, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. And uh, it was always the thing of m- making time. Like, when do you want to hang out? Plans would fall through. And – I am very cut and dry now, so if something keeps on happening, I'm calling you out on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody else is going to call you out on it, but it's not okay for me, and it's either you're going to change it or you're not going to change it. And no, I'm not being a bitch. It's just I know what I want, and I'm not wasting my time.
0: Yeah, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always gotten or whatever that inspirational poster is that was hanging up in school. So if you continue to let them flake on you and cancel on you and – They're they're going to think that that's okay, that your
1: time is not important, and you're not a priority. And I used to hate when I used to hear, like, don't make them a priority when you're an option. Like, no, bro, that's exactly what it is. If I'm not on the top of your list, Mm -hmm. guess what? I'm out. I'm out. And back talking about the guy that I matched with, that we had mutual friends, he had a child. I know. I said I wasn't going to do the child thing, and (laughs) this is, again, why it's not going to ever work out for me. So we had a kid, and his mother i guess of the child was kind of flaky and he had the kid more than she did whatever so we'd make plans it would fall through oh i gotta go pick him up oh i forgot he's got this he's got that whatever so it came down to a point where i said please respect my time like mm-hmm. you're canceling on me last minute when you probably have known for a couple hours that we're not going to hang out yeah. my time is just as important as anybody on this earth's time and that motherfucker sent me a picture of his child and said your time isn't as important as his and i said excuse me my time is important as everybody's Mm -hmm. respect my time i'm not saying that i'm more important than your child no it's not what i'm saying no i'm an understanding person but respect my time like you could have told me that we're not going to hang out or what the situation was Hours ago.
0: Yeah, because he knows his baby mom, too. Like, he knows his son or daughter's mom. So he knows to expect this of her. Or, like, if I haven't heard from her by now, I'm probably not going to. So let me just let ashley know and worst case scenario is he tells you at 12 o'clock when he realizes he's not going to get rid of his kid or pass him on to his mom then he could say oh wait you know what she actually ended up picking him up it was a little bit later than i thought but i'm free now are you still available it's always better to err on the side of caution and not make somebody wait around for you and then surprise stuff ends up working out
1: yeah this was like an hour before we were supposed to hang out i'm like hey what's going on oh, well, I got so-and-so, I can't, his mom didn't pick him up, or his mom's running late, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, in the beginning of us talking, he always said that he's super flexible, he's super free. Mm. Don't give somebody that perspective of you if that's not really what it is. Why are you making yourself seem one way when you're not? Like... Guess what? And that might work out with somebody else who has a child that's in kind of a similar situation for you. But you need to respect people's time. And that's whether you have a child or you don't have a child or you're running late for whatever reason or it's not going to happen, that person deserves respect for their time.
0: Absolutely. And I I mean, I haven't come across something like that because, again, kids are very infrequent in my my dating experiences. But it's like, I don't know, let's say it's a Monday and they say, hey, like, let's hang out on Saturday. Okay, great. What do you want to do? Uh, well, let's go grab dinner at such and such and that, like we can hang back out at my place. Great. So these plans are made on Monday. The rest of the week comes by. We don't really talk about it because it's already established. And now said Saturday. Saturday comes around and I'm like, OK, I'm, I woke up. I got myself showered. At least I had breakfast. But like now I'm sitting here wondering when we're going to hang out. Granted, I could be like, hey, when are we hanging out? But if you were the one who made the plans and you wanted to see me and you know, I'm basically sitting around waiting because I've already established I'm not doing anything else. It's not respecting my time. So, again, it's not the exact same situation, but it's just, like, I don't know why people think it's okay to keep others waiting. Maybe they don't mind, but, again, like, I feel like if the roles were reversed and I asked somebody to hang out and I wasn't keeping up with them and letting them know step-by-step, step, like, hey, we're going to hang out at this time and we're going to do this, they probably wouldn't be okay with that. And I just don't know why why people don't value each other's time. It's crazy. Because, like you said, that's all we have.
1: I think it's the whole, like... It's a swipe on somebody else that could be... It could be something better. People don't take, I guess, relationships nowadays or even, like, the dating world as far as, like, apps and stuff very seriously. Yeah. Because, I guess, people do flake or whatever the case is, but it's always, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm sure if I swipe five more times, I could find somebody else.
0: There's a sense of instant gratification there. It's like if something's not going to work, there's plenty of other options.
1: Until you click with somebody that you're so excited about Mm -hmm. you're not going to get that five o'clock saturday this is what we're doing you're going to get that yeah we'll hang out on saturday and then saturday comes and you don't know where you're going to dinner you don't know what you're doing you don't know when it's going to happen like it's not it's not there if it's not you know what i'm saying like when you get that wow factor from somebody there is no questioning where when what
0: yeah and and so that's a good point it's not even necessarily just about them not valuing my time it's just it's not prioritizing it like hanging out with me on saturday is not necessarily priority to them because we're probably not clicking and I at one point especially early on in like my dating ventures took that personally Mm -hmm. but that's another thing that I've learned like you said as we go through shit we experience it and I've learned to not take this stuff personally because it doesn't speak to who I am as a person it's not that I'm so shitty that they don't look forward to hanging out with me we're just not clicking on that level but I definitely think if a red flag is that if you're not a priority to them, it doesn't mean they're a shitty person, but it could mean that they're just not into you. And they're that's, not right
1: for you. Yeah,
0: and that's something that a lot of people need to not ignore because the minute you get the plans get pushed back or they get rescheduled, I'm not saying that shit can't happen. Like maybe their car does really break down or maybe they are stuck with their child. Like you can understand that to an extent, but set limits for yourself. How many times you're willing to let that happen? Before. Well, especially,
1: like, the person I was just talking to that sent me the picture of their kid saying, like, your time's not more, more important than his. Mm-hmm. Every single time I post something, number one, to message me about it. Yeah. Number one, to be like, when am I going to see you? Where you had 12 chances to see me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're off. You're off my list. I don't even think about you. I don't respond to your messages anymore. Like, you lost your opportunity because you... Did not make me a priority and you did not value my time mm-hmm. i don't care how good of a person you are i don't care if when we did or if we did we i mean i did hang out with him once mm-hmm. how great of a time we had you've already fucked that up yep because if you're this early on showing me that i don't really matter to you then i'm out like i don't need to waste my time there
0: mm-hmm.
1: because i would never do that to that person it's just you don't click yeah you're not – everybody you match with or everybody you start talking to, you can't – and I've felt – I've felt fallen into this so many times where every time I talk to somebody, I think that, like, that's it. This, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. No, you're not. You shouldn't be for everybody. You shouldn't be want to be for everybody. Correct. Every person that I feel like is brought into your life, they're brought into your life for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm. But it may Whether not be the reason that reason it
1: is you got to experience twelve more restaurants, then mm-hmm. you got to experience twelve more restaurants, or you've got to realize that maybe talking to somebody that say a smoker isn't for you. Like mm-hmm. everybody in your that's brought into your life was for a reason. It might not be the reason you thought it was, and that's okay, and that's good because mm-hmm. it, you take that lesson, value, whatever, and you move on with it and then they that's when i said like i know to a t i have a, a mold as to what i want yep. and guess what that mold was made from going on those 57 million dates i went on to to know all right yes i do want this yes i do like this no i'm not gonna accept that
0: yep
1: so yeah
0: i value people need people's to know, time and people need to know that they're worth that like because a lot of people will put themselves down and They'll sit there and say that they have all these imperfections or all these flaws, so that makes them not worthy of being able to create their own mold, and that's not true at all. Because no, it's an
1: insecurity that they absolutely. need to work on,
0: and I think that's that's what holds a lot of people back from finding successful relationships. They could meet that really perfect person or that really good person that could go somewhere, but if they're not, if they don't think they're worthy of that, or they're putting themselves down for whatever reason, it's not going to work.
1: No, yeah, you're right. Um everybody's worthy of anything i mean Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you're worthy of something or you you don't you shouldn't how do i put it you yeah i guess you're just not worthy or you don't deserve you don't deserve it Mm -hmm. no you deserve everything you want and guess what you should get everything you want i hate when people like say like oh what do you think you want your cake and you want to eat it too or whatever that saying is
0: Mm -hmm. yes yeah
1: Yes, I want my cake and I'm going to eat it too. Because what the hell is the point of having cake if I can't eat it?
0: <laughs> That's a really good point.
1: Yes, yes. You you should have your cake and you should enjoy it. I don't want cake to sit on the table and just look at it. Like, mm-hmm. no, I want to eat it too. So,
0: And I guess while we're on the topic of self-worth and getting everything that you deserve, um, I want to touch on, obviously, like gaslighting. And dating narcissists because (laughs) your your expertise because um, I've obviously everybody's heard of gaslighting not everybody's necessarily experienced it or they think they haven't because it's not the extreme or the severe case but it could literally be something as small as like I don't know why you're mad that I didn't put away my clothes that's a dumb reason to be mad telling me that my feelings of being upset or angry That's gaslighting. Telling me that it's not valid. My feelings are true to me. They're
1: negating your feelings. Exactly.
0: And I think that's a huge red flag I don't think a
1: lot of people know, truly know what gaslighting is. I think it's
0: a very um, overworked and overused phrase. So I think you're right.
1: I think, yeah, gaslighting and being narcissistic go hand in hand. And I don't think a lot of people truly know what that is. No. Um, Yeah, it's a fun, I guess, topic to talk about or even to be in mm-hmm. super super fun highly recommend it not <laughs> um yeah narcissists and gaslighting so I don't even know where the hell to begin with this
0: I mean examples are helpful because like I said like I just gave the example of like I don't that's dumb that you're mad that all I right did so
1: that. something happened to me just the other day mm-hmm. where somebody I was I'm seeing currently seeing um it's going great mind you but i get anxiety when i am not driving a, my car or a car mm-hmm. like if, if i am not driving i get anxiety don't know why nothing traumatic happens to me but anyway he was driving i was in the passenger seat and i have a fear of people coming into my lane or or coming close to me in the car so i we were driving and i felt like somebody was coming close on his side he's driving and, um, I kind of gasped and I grabbed his arm, not aggressively, just grabbed his arm like a, <gasps> like someone
0: would do if like you stop short and they kind of like yes. reach over.
1: So grabbed thing. his arm and he's like, what, 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 what's the matter? I'm like, I just got nervous. Like I thought that that person was coming like really close to us. I got nervous and he started like kind of getting loud and yelling at me and I just stopped him and I'm like. You're yelling at me for feeling scared and nervous. Now you're making me feel that being scared and nervous is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're yelling at me and I feel like I'm in trouble because I was scared. That's like yelling at like a little child because they're scared. Mm -hmm. Like now they're going to think that they can't be scared because they're going to get in trouble. Like you need to bite that in the butt from the beginning. And I actually said that to him. I said what you're doing is not okay and I'm not going to accept that.
0: So I'm not like, asking because I don't know, but just for the sake of this example, how would you have liked him to react? Like what would have what would have been an acceptable reaction?
1: Well, I mean, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Like mm-hmm. he knows how I am when he drives. Yeah. Um he how would I liked him to act or what I would have liked him to say was mm-hmm. to be like kind of like okay. reassure me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely reassure me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have wanted him to kind of just sit there and say, like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had it under control. Like, they, I, I didn't, I was, they weren't coming over to Arlene. Like, just reassure me. Don't make me feel that how I felt was wrong. Yeah, because I was scared. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I was trying to like be controlling, or like I was legit scared, mm-hmm. and that is not a wrong feeling. So don't ever let somebody make you feel like how you feel is wrong, or you shouldn't feel that way, Absolutely. or there's something wrong with you that is that's kind of being gaslighting
0: no it absolutely is and I think it's also important too is because like you obviously had the wherewithal to like stop him and be like hey how you're treating me right now or how you're reacting to my reaction is not okay and I think a lot of people need to learn if you don't have good communication skills and if you're not more if you're not self-aware of like you know it sounds like you already knew before even that incident occurred like that is an anxiety inducing situation is being a passenger in a vehicle. So like you knew that could have been a reaction so you've prepared yourself to kind of explain it to somebody or to deal with it. But if people aren't self aware of their own emotions and their own feelings and what their triggers might be when someone reacts poorly to them, they're, they're gonna be defensive and then it's just gonna turn into an argument. People have to be prepared, I don't wanna say to defend their emotions, but to be able to explain them to somebody. Because if you can't explain why you acted that way, it's, it's, again, going to be like a back and forth or it's going to be like, well, I, I don't know. I, it, that's just how I reacted. And, like, it's going to be like, okay, well, then you can't blame me for how I reacted.
1: It, could, so it like, winds up being a tit for tat and then exactly. you're sitting there comparing dick sizes as exactly. to who's is bigger than the other. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess more gaslighting would trying to, I mean, the marriage I was in was not a very good one, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. There was a lot of um, verbal and mental abuse and there was a lot of gaslighting and being narcissistic. Um. You, you can't always sit there and tell somebody that they're wrong. Even if you yourself ha- – all right, let's put it this way. You're You're doing something, and you've already done that thing a million and one times, and that person is doing it for the first time. You can't sit there and try to tell them that how they're doing it is wrong. Mm-hmm. A, because it might not be wrong. It just Especially might not be how they do it or how – They've experienced worked out better for them. Mm -hmm. So you telling them that they're wrong all the time for everything that they're doing makes them feel like they can't do anything right. Yeah. Everything I do, you have something to say, and it's not it's wrong, and it's not the right way, or it's not how it's supposed to be done, like, makes you feel like, what the fuck, everything I do is not right. Like, can I do anything right? Like, am I a bad person? Like, do I not know... How to do things because it seems like everything I do, this person's constantly telling me like, Mm -hmm. "You're you you're wrong," so that that's not that's not good. Like you can't be in a relationship like that. Like it's not gonna work because then what happens is that person that keeps doing those things that you keep telling them is wrong. They're gonna wind up not doing anything anymore, and that's what happened with me. I was constantly told that you're not doing it right. You're not doing it good enough. You're not doing it this way, and I wound up taking initiative to do things, to not taking any initiative to do anything, and just literally waking up, going to work, coming home, and doing jack shit because yeah.
0: everything that I did do, mm-hmm. it was wrong. And then you doing nothing ends up being a problem. Correct.
1: As well. Like you clean the floors too much. What? I clean the <laughs> floors too much. Like nobody
0: ever says that. That's not a thing. You can't clean. No, too much. I was.
1: It, yep, I was in that marriage where I clean the floors too much, or you don't clean the toilet bowl the right way. You're not, to, you know, that stuff that you buy at the store oh, yeah. called toilet bowl cleaner. Yeah, well, that's not supposed to go in a toilet bowl. Did you know that? No. Oh well, every time I clean the toilet bowl, I got yelled at because you're not supposed you put to it do it. it in the bowl, bro. There's co- toilet bowl <laughs> cleaner. It's meant for a reason.
0: What, what was it? Did he? Want oh, you to put he's it on a the to- brush?
1: He's a toilet bowl expert. Did you not know that? No, this? I
0: didn't know that. Was it ruins
1: the enamel of the toilet bowl. Supposedly, I've never heard this in my life. I don't know why they make toilet bowl cleaner. If that's the case, but. I used to get in trouble for cleaning the toilet bowl with toilet bowl cleaner.
0: Okay, I know this isn't the point of the podcast, Sorry, but I'm curious. No, 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 because I'm go- I'm taking it further is what I mean. So were you supposed to put it on the brush no, or you not use it at all? not use it at all. What did he want? Did he you get- just
1: take the brush and you clean the toilet bowl that way? That That's not
0: going to so be So this effective. is the type of
1: shit that I dealt with on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm getting
0: angry, and it's not even my marriage or my toilet. It was constant <laughs>
1: walking on eggshells like, fuck, if I do this, am I going to get in trouble? Yeah. Am I... I You were nervous to even make, I was nervous to even make dinner because it was like, if I make a a potato or a pasta or, you can't have that. You can't have that because that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. Or being at dinner and ordering a soda, mind you, I don't drink water. So soda is like my thing when I eat dinner. If I order a soda, I felt like somebody's like, like he was burning holes through my soul because I did something so wrong. It was constant just waking up like, And feeling like you were just going to immediately fuck up and that you were going to, you're just, you're not, you don't know how to do anything. Yeah. And then that starts to put a toll on you and your self-confidence. So then I became so, I just didn't want to do anything. Insecure to the the highest extreme. Mm -hmm. And that is not how somebody should live.
0: Because this person who loved you so much to marry you and to want to spend the rest of their life with you is now has a problem with every little thing that you do
1: it was like that from the beginning i just ignored Mm. the whole gaslighting and narcissistic treats thinking that well it's me Mm -hmm. i'm not i need to work on me well no come to find out from a lot of couples therapy and counseling and all this shit that no it wasn't me he had insecurities for himself and that's Mm -hmm. why he is a narcissist and gaslights all the time because he's insecure about himself and he needs to work yeah. on himself in order to be good for somebody else. And, and that's
0: why we don't ignore them early on so then you don't get married and only so last 11 months.
1: So now that we are the whole topic of this is red flags. Mm-hmm. When him and I first met, he is 14 years older than I am. Mm. So when I first met him, um We went out, and it was, how old are you? Like, I already knew how old he was, whatever. And I'm like, have you ever been engaged? And he's like, no. I'm like, so you've never been married? And he's like, no. I said, do you have any kids? No to that one either. As much as me being, I think I was 27 or 28 years old, I love that he had never been married, never engaged, no kids. As much as I love that, I was questioning in the back of my head, why is he 40-something years old? And he's never experienced any of that. Like, you've never, like, even were with somebody for a long time and maybe had a child. Like, nothing ever happened. Why?
0: Or even came close to proposing something.
1: Nothing. And he would always say, well, I haven't met the right one. I haven't found the right one. Well, years later, we get engaged. Not even years later. I think it was a year later. Yeah, it was
0: within, like, a year.
1: We got engaged. We got married 11 months later. And 11 months after that, I left. And now I look back and I'm like... I know exactly why he was never engaged. I know why he never had a child. I know why he was never married. It all makes sense now. And those were three red flags. I can't say they're red flags because that's what I wanted in somebody. In
0: hindsight, they're red flags.
1: Yeah, because of his age. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I look back and I'm like, it makes perfect sense. So those things that were just maybe putting up a yellow flag, maybe it wasn't Mm -hmm. red, I should have listened to you because I would have never been in the situation I'm in now.
0: Yeah. I'd... But
1: not that I regret it because I've learned so much about myself oh, and what I want again in a person that I, I don't regret it. But I should have looked back and held on to those yellow flags, we'll say. Yeah. And maybe entertain the relationship longer before pursuing an engagement yeah. and a marriage and now being separated and going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Maybe those things wouldn't have happened because – I went through a lot being gaslighted all the time and being put down, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, he was the one that needed to do work for himself. Yeah. So if I waited before getting engaged, he would have maybe had more opportunity or time to look at himself and work on himself, and maybe that marriage would have lasted.
0: Exactly. Or you would have had time to just recognize more, even if it's just collecting more yellow flags. Like, enough yellow flags
1: would turn into a huge red flag, and I would have walked away. Right. So but. it, it,
0: I think the, I mean, we're not done by any means, but just to kind of bring things full circle and explain why, why we're going into detail like this is just to prove that like, don't ignore anything, even if it is a yellow flag and it's not a blatant red flag. Like they're hitting you within two weeks of dating. Like it doesn't have to be anything extreme, but if something feels wrong, trust your gut. Our guts are there for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It
0: sounds so obvious, It's not a
1: coincidence. Like, I don't believe in coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Like, it's just not a coincidence that it happened. No, that happened for a reason at that time because it was supposed to.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just a bad set of scenarios. And this is,
1: again, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I so believe in, like, the 90-day rule. Mm. A lot of people don't even know what the hell the 90-day rule is. And no, it's not 90 days. I'm not having sex. So, 90 days is I feel like when you truly find out and know who that person is, three months. Yeah. So in those three months, if there's yellow flags, red flags, whatever, add all of them up. Keep a little, like, note in your phone as to, like, this situation happened and it made me feel this way. At the end of those 90 days, if you can say to yourself, I can live with these things, then keep pursuing that relationship. Mm-hmm. If you look at those things and, like, there's no way that I can ever live with this forever or there's no way that I could pursue this for even like uh, five years like then get out now it's better to get out early on than waste not not waste time but like experience time with that person knowing that that person is a certain way that you do not like yeah I mean if it's them being loud chewer them being a loud chewer like okay, well, maybe that person doesn't even know that they're a loud shower. So you're going to want to bring that up to them. And these yellow or red flags that we're talking about address it to these people.
0: Yeah. And guess what? When you mentioned the 90-day rule before, that was something that I wasn't sure. I was like, so are we just supposed to sit back and observe and, like, not say anything? No. No, You definitely have to say something. You want
1: to see something because, A, you want to see that person's reaction to how – how they react to something that's bothering you or something that you're bringing to their attention. If they get super defensive, mm-hmm. then you know that that's how it's going to be no matter what you're bringing up to them, that bothers you. Yeah. They're going to be de- defensive and it's going to be a tit for tat. Like, it's just going to be a fight. Um, so with the 90 days, no, you're going to bring it to their attention. You're going to want to see how they react. And guess what? Like the loud chewer that I was just talking about. If they too loud, and that is something that absolutely irks you to no end, and you know that you can never live the rest of your life with a fucking loud chewer, and you address it to them, maybe they don't even know that they chew loud. Yeah. And maybe they're like, fuck, holy, I don't want to be a cow right. at a restaurant with you. Like, I'm going to be mindful of that. But if it's something that, like, is more in-depth, I guess, and they get defensive, or it winds up to be a habit, like, it, or, it's yeah, happening they... more more often, or, like, out of the 90 days it happens maybe I don't know once every two weeks and it's not something that's changing then that's a permanent red flag and you need to ask yourself at the end of the 90 days is this something that I can accept with this person or is this something that is going to bother me and that I'm going to hold against this person forever
0: yeah you have to bring it up to them to give them a chance to change and still like you said within those 90 days if you've brought it up within the first two weeks and it's something they continue to do for the next two months then it's And like you said, if it's serious enough, then you're not going to go through it. Like
1: prioritizing your time. Like if that is something that happens, I don't even care if it's three times once a month in those 90 days. Like that's not okay with me. Three times in those 90 days, you did not make me a priority or you did not respect my time. Guess Mm -hmm. what? I am not going to give you any more of my time knowing that that's how you
0: treat it. Exactly. And everybody's limits are different. Like that might not be a whole lot for somebody else because maybe the person that like if a guy's flakes on you once every month for the first three months if the woman on the receiving end of that is a flaky person herself that may not be it might balance each other out exactly so everybody's limits are different the examples we're giving aren't necessarily like the end-all be-all rules but when you're agreeing in your head to this 90-day period set limits for yourself like okay i've brought it up if he does it x amount of more times or if he does it even just one more time i'm done so it's important, like, to not just give that time frame and that's it. Its the our, frequency is important. The ninety too.
1: days. Let's let's make it a little bit more clear. So you start a new job. That job normally gives you ninety days before you get health insurance or before they're investing more into you. So they're giving you like almost like a trial period to prove for you to prove to that company or that person that you're worthy to be with that company it goes the same with relationships like it should be the same like in those 90 days you need to prove to me that you're worthy to be with me and i'm worthy to be with you
0: yeah they should both parties should have that like if you're gonna policy.
1: be starting a new job and you're fucking late all the time like no you're not worthy to be at that company they don't want you because you're not respecting again their time yeah so it, it's the same thing relationships whether it's you know what i mean it A job, a relationship, it's the same thing. And I truly, truly stand by the 90 days.
0: Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's also in that 90-day period, if we're going to apply to jobs, but then back to a relationship, it's to see if you like the job, too. Like, the interview and the ad for the job. Goes for both ends. Yeah. All of those things ahead of time. It all sounds good, but until you're in the thick of it, like, until you're in it, you don't know if it's going to work out for you either. So, I think we're sitting here saying, like, ladies, you should have this 90-day policy for guys. Vice versa. Everybody should have it for each other because it's not just if you're good enough for me i need to be good enough for you too again everybody's time is important yeah and after
1: those 90 days is when you really you know what i mean you get more benefits out of that relationship or job let's say um and that's when like a company invests again a 401k health insurance they invest Mm -hmm. in you because you've proved to them that you're worthy to be there and it's the same for relationships.
0: relationships what that would look like is meeting friends or meeting family or spending more time together instead of just on the weekends or just during the week whatever you were doing before making plans yeah amping it up a little bit more maybe like a weekend getaway or a vacation having dinner together every night or more phone calls like it's just increasing whatever you were doing before because now it's established that okay we're willing to both give in the same thing that the other is putting in.
1: And that's when you said before, like, when you make plans with somebody that you first start talking to, it's like, oh, yeah, Saturday, we'll do whatever, X, Y, and Z. And then Saturday comes, and you don't even know where, when, why, nothing. That person did not invest in you. Mm -mm. They didn't. So – you know what I mean? You didn't even need to wait the 90 days. No.
0: You figured out right then and there and then I uh, It's like I've going been... to a
1: job and starting a new job but they don't tell you where it is or what time to be there. Yeah, or they what don't your give you the keys is.
0: to get in the building like, or you, No, you're not that it's
1: done. It's <laughs> no, done. Do exactly. not let someone waste your time. And if you do invest time in somebody, make sure it's mutual and that you know what I mean, you're getting the same in return or you're willing to accept whatever they're getting if it's more or less or whatever mm-hmm. in that relationship.
0: I've been guilty of I think falling victim. I mean, everybody, everybody has, has, but I've I've definitely I've engaged in a lot of one-sided relationships, and I've I've especially like I said, getting older, trying to be more established. I've realized that that's just not something that i want to do anymore and a lot of people don't get to that point until way later like they could listen to this podcast and be like oh wow that all sounds like really great like i'm totally gonna try the 98 thing and then it's just not they're not ready for it they're just they're still willing to entertain all of this bullshit because attention is attention and
1: well then they're gonna get the wrong attention or the, the exactly. right attention it's gonna be a whole mix and
0: exactly i do think people have to be open and willing to receive this information and actually work towards it because it's it, you could sit there and say like yeah i'm gonna do that in 90 days but then you have to hold yourself accountable like well, it it's like the good. same with
1: you when you're like i yeah. keep getting in relationships and i keep getting people that have you know what i mean mental issues or whatever and whatever like it, you need to step back and look at yourself and it takes work like it, mm-hmm. I, it no relationship is effortless like it's not
0: no it's not supposed to be like it's not supposed to be a job either yeah you
1: need to put it in the same amount of work but it shouldn't be hard work no and when you keep getting the same thing over and over again, like I said, there's only one common denominator between you and all these relationships, yep. and it's yourself.
0: So and you need not to step say back. That you deserve to be treated that way. No, it's a if, lesson that you haven't
1: learned yeah. yet, and you're not going to learn the lesson until you realize that it's even a problem. Mm-hmm. Number one. And how do you fix it? How do you go about fixing that? What do I need to do myself so this doesn't happen to me again? And guess what? You'll get wrapped up, and you might forget, but then. Once it happens again, you'll be like, oh, fuck, it's happening yep. again. Let me step back. What did I do here that I could have avoided this from yeah. happening again?
0: Well, scientific method. You just got to figure it out. This thing
1: called life, it's yeah. its a—it's definitely a journey.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I could sit here and say, like, yeah, I realize what I need to do now, but I'm only going to know if I really realize it and if I'm really committed to it until I well, talk that's to like somebody else. and hey, my marriage.
1: Anyway. I knew that it wasn't a good marriage. All my friends told me, like, what are you doing? You deserve so much better. Like get out. This is not healthy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like I, that's all great. And I knew that I wasn't ready though. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't mentally ready because guess what? If I left when somebody told me to left, leave, I might fall back into the same situation with another relationship yeah. because I didn't fully learn my lesson. It wasn't, it, 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 the lesson wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. And it literally for probably a year people were telling over a year people were telling me what are you doing like this isn't normal like you're not happy this is not who you are you're not the same person and I knew that but at the end of the day I felt like I had more to learn for it to be a complete lesson yeah it's like being in school and getting like half of a math lesson and not knowing how to complete the end of it like Mm -hmm. no I needed to stay for the whole lesson and guess what I stayed for the whole lesson times three, and now I know it like the back of my hand, and yeah. it's never going to happen again in my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't regret it.
0: No. The advice and, like, what we're saying to people and what we say to each other is all well and good, but you you have to experience it yourself. It has to be a force. On your terms. Yeah, and it has to be immersive. It, you can't just – it sounds terrible, but, like, we go through these things for a reason. I mean, like, I, I hate when people say it's that It's a lesson. Sometimes. Like I
1: said, yeah. everybody is put into your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. Take whatever that reason is. It might not be what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. But they were, they were there for a reason. So take that and apply it to your life in- and move forward with it so you don't repeat it.
0: Exactly. Instead of saying, why did this bad thing happen to me, is what can I learn from this bad
1: thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing it happened because now you can move forward with it in your next relationship or whatever. It won't happen again because you've already experienced it, you've learned, and you can move on from it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like when you have that gut feeling, like you need to trust that gut feeling. It's there for a reason and you need to run with it. Don't ignore it. Yeah, Your body knows you better than anything. And when you feel that certain way, like there's a reason. And don't let somebody tell you that that reason is not valid or you're crazy or whatever. Like guess what? It might be crazy to them, but to you, you've yeah. either – Maybe it's, like, a, almost like a PTSD type thing where, yeah. if, like, you've experienced this feeling before and it's happening again and you're not okay with it.
0: Yeah. Fight again. or flight is a thing for a reason. And even if, like, us telling people or them listening to this is like, yeah, like, that makes sense or, uh-huh, sure. Think of any time that your gut has, like, given you a bad feeling and think back to the end result of that. It probably ended poorly.
1: It doesn't have to be, a re- like, a, a, no, a, a boyfriend-girlfriend really- relationship. Absolutely it could not. be a friendship. It could be... You know what I mean? Like somebody, you walking in at night to your car and you get that weird feeling. Like that weird feeling is telling you something. Yeah. Something. Something is not right. And you need to trust that. Don't ignore that mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And don't let somebody think that you're crazy for feeling that way.
0: No. And that that's the biggest thing is we're always worried about what, what others? What others think? How society perceives us? What the expected outcome of a situation is to be? There's so many other influences that it's so hard to be ourselves and to live our truths and to get what we want out of things because we're so worried about other people. It's like you said, like the other person may think it's crazy, or I may. I don't know if I go up to a security guard because I feel unsafe in a concert or a store or whatever. They may think I'm overreacting and it may sound absolutely crazy, but it doesn't matter. Their job is to perceive my what I'm saying to them and protect me if it needs to be done, or just to hear me out and wait it out. It's kind
1: of funny because now that I'm sitting here hearing you say this, it's almost like you're gaslighting yourself.
0: Yeah, that's it's almost like you
1: telling yourself that your feelings are wrong. Like, what, how you feel. Like, no, I'm not supposed to feel this way. Like, I'm just being great Like, no. Like, you're, in a way, gaslighting yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's also, like, uh, when we were talking more in depth earlier, um, before we recorded about the 90-day rule, we said, like, sometimes we go into relationships and we treat this prospective partner um, a certain way. Like, we... I we don't trust them because we've had reasons to not trust other partners before it's a form of self-sabotage
1: yeah but i also think like you know how people are like oh give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong like i don't believe that
0: no i think they need to i'm not going to trust you until you yes, show me and reasons so to many
1: trust people you. are especially like now that i am back in the dating like no like you should trust me until i prove you wrong like no, no. like you should do something for me to be like holy fuck i i trust this person yeah. like this person is doing X, Y, and Z to reassure me or to whatever, uh-huh. like, no, you need to earn my trust. Like, I'm not just giving you trust. Like, that has to do with my time. Like, uh-huh. you, me trusting you right off the bat is just me giving you all of me and all of my feelings for you to possibly ruin it. Like, no, yeah. like, you need I- to prove to me that you deserve my time and you, you know what I mean? You're gonna, I guess, cherish, not cherish. You're gonna value my Respect feelings, it. yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I think the example that I gave was poor, but I was kind of just piggybacking off of the idea that, like, we do self-sabotage. We are our own worst enemies, and we I do think that's a really good point is, like, we can easily gaslight ourselves. Like, I'll stop myself from saying something because I'm telling myself it's crazy. That person may be like, oh, my God, you feel that way? I'm so sorry. They can respond very well to it, but because past experiences before— You were told or, that you were wrong. Exactly. So, yeah, gaslighting is terrible, but we also, like, end up doing it to ourselves. It's almost like— And this goes further, but it's, like, almost like the cycle of abuse. What we see is what we do and what we put out there. So, like, if we're being gaslit, we're either going to gaslight other people or gaslight ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's important to recognize it not for the sake of saving that one particular relationship, but preserving yourself and preserving what may come after Well,
1: that goes to, like, back to what we were talking about is, like, you need to realize what...
0: Self-aware. Yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. And what your triggers are. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, they if some if that car situation happened, maybe with me because like there I could admit that I still have a lot to work on for myself, and there are a lot of triggers I haven't identified yet. Like, if I feel an anxious feeling, I'm feeling that for a reason. I don't know what happened around me that made me feel that way, but I'm at least aware of the physical emotion. So, like, if that car thing happened to me. I may just be like I don't know. I got I got scared instead of being able to say this happens to me when I'm in the car with anybody as a passenger. Well, I think
1: it also has to do with I when I was married, like we went through a lot of I said this before, like a lot of counseling, a lot mm-hmm. of therapy. Yeah. Um so I even though I don't even want to like say it wasn't because of me, but the reason we're not together is because of him and he yeah. knows that. So I at the same time was in these therapy sessions realizing We're not there because of me but I learned a lot more about myself Uh so yeah in those situations where something's not right to me and someone's gonna try to tell me that I'm wrong or crazy because I'm scared or nervous like no I'm not crazy like Uh I'm not crazy for feeling scared like you need to be with somebody that doesn't want you to feel scared or, or have anxiety and How they're going to react to you having anxiety and being scared is huge. It's a key. It's huge. It's huge. And that's how you know if that person is going to be able to work with you or not work with you. Uh And again, the 90 days, like, if this car, the situation that happened in the car happens, I don't know, in other situations and he gets defensive, like... Oh my god! You need to like chill out. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't fucking feel this way. Like why? Why are you acting this way? Yeah, like we've
0: already covered this, and the fact that you're still reacting this way is a problem. Right.
1: So I mean, if this keeps happening, th- that's something on my ninety days that's mm-hmm. not gonna ever go away, and it's not gonna change, and I'm not gonna accept that. Yeah. So that's not gonna work out for me. But I'm super aware of it, yeah. and I'm able to tell that person. I have no problem telling people about the ninety days when I'm dating them. Mm-hmm guess what, this is in my 90-day thing, and if it doesn't change, like, this is a huge thing for me, and I'm not going to be able to move forward with it.
0: It may look like a compromise. It may not, it may be like, okay, next time, like, if I I do feel scared, like, I'll try not to grab you, because that could be a distraction. Like, I'm not saying in this particular situation that's what you guys discussed, but it doesn't always have to be the other person just completely catering to you. No. I acknowledge that that might not have been the best reaction, but it's still my reaction, so how are we going to fix it? Yeah. Don't make it a red flag
1: for me. Don't make it a red flag that if I'm scared and I'm nervous that you're going to tell me that I'm wrong. Yes. Don't make that a red flag because that red flag is not going to go away. Mm -hmm. How about you turn around and be like, if I I mean something to you and you know me driving in your car as a passenger Mm -hmm. could potentially make me feel this way. If I mean something to you, you will reassure me that, listen, it's okay. Like, I have it. There's no reason to be nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, don't fucking yell at me. Don't yell at me. No. Don't tell me that how he feels crazy. Because it's not. And guess what? At the end of the day, you're gonna regret it because that's gonna be a red flag and we're no longer gonna be together because of it. It's gonna
0: push you away. Um and that's something like it not necessarily um in a situation like this, but something I found myself saying with Chef, the guy that I dated earlier um, in starting this podcast, and just other guys in general, but it's something I keep reminding myself, like, if there's any kind of disagreement or argument or misunderstanding, it's me and you versus the problem, not me versus you. Yep. And that's a really good... A lot good, of people
1: don't look at it that way. No,
0: they don't at all. Like, if I'm reacting or if I'm telling you something you're doing is bothering me, the, the action itself is the problem. Not and you and I. And, exactly. And we need to work through that action. It's not... I'm coming at you. You are the problem. And it's then you have
1: it. to get defensive toward me about exactly. it. Exactly. Right?
0: And that's a no- to be defensive is a normal reaction.
1: I think that also has to do with the type of relationship that that person, I guess, wants with you or how they feel toward you. Yeah. Because if I'm with somebody and I truly want to be with them and care about them, I'm going to be like, holy fuck, I don't want you to feel that way. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I can to not make you feel that way or to reassure you to not feel that way. Uh If that person is getting defensive, then that relationship maybe isn't what you think it is.
0: Yeah, they don't even have to be a bad person for reacting that way. It's just not what they're willing to do for For you you in that relationship. And that's a
1: red flag. That's the whole topic of this discussion here Uh is red flags. Like, then yeah, that's a huge red flag. And you're not on the same page as that person. And you're not. And take that and move forward with it that doesn't mean that that relationship was or whatever was terrible and it was wasn't supposed to be like no you learn something from that and you have to move forward with it Mm -hmm.
0: and I feel like this ties into this topic a lot but I said at the end of I think my last episode it's easier to discuss or to talk about what you expect out of a relationship than to have to hold that back and complain about what's wrong later on up front say this is what i expect or this is what i'm looking for and this sounds so obvious but a lot of people don't do it and this is what i'm looking for in a, in a partner so let's try to aim for that instead of kind of just keeping your your wants and desires to yourself and then complaining later on down the road when it's not going out that way well they didn't know that you were expecting that of them so how can you get mad at them for i
1: it? think that has to do with a lot of like online dating nowadays and we were talking about this before like mm-hmm. you've Felt like you've come across people that it's kind of like they just want a casual relationship yeah and me on the other hand I don't come across that we're on that we were on the same dating apps yeah so why are you getting one way and I'm getting another way is mm-hmm. I don't get the guys that just want to casually date or hook up like no it doesn't happen and I think it's because I truly put that out there from The first second I talk to somebody, like, what are you looking for? And I've had guys get mad at me. Like, what do you mean, what am I looking for? I'm not looking for a wife tomorrow. Like, okay, that's cool. But are you looking to just hook up or are you not looking to just hook up? Yeah. Because I could tell you right here, if you're looking to hook up, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something more serious. And
0: I found myself, like, that's always been my mentality. Like, as long as I've been on the, these apps, with an exception of, like, maybe the first two or three months where I was like, I didn't have sex with my ex for six months to a year towards the end of our relationship. I need to, like, let out some steam. But for the most part, I was always looking for something serious. I did find myself either not bringing it up early on because I didn't want to scare them off or uh, kind of, like softening the blow and being like yeah well like i just want to like see what happens but deep down inside i fucking knew what i wanted so when i didn't get that from that person i was mad at them but i really only had myself to blame
1: because you're not valuing your time no and i see me i guess i i ha- it's because i went through yeah. so much therapy and everything with being married that like no like if you're looking to hook up that's not what i want yeah i'm respecting my time and There, Then that goes back to that that mold of exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm willing and want from a person.
0: Exactly. And what I want to give somebody. Yeah, I've hurt myself. Because I'm going to say, I've hurt myself. They haven't hurt me. Right. I mean, some of them could have just been assholes even after I made everything clear. But generally speaking, I've let myself down enough where now I know that needs to be discussed within, like, the first five messages. Like, it needs to be put out there flat
1: out and if they're gonna get like what, what do you mean i'm not looking for a wife tomorrow like all right i'm gonna drop the yeah, line because there clearly and... you're
0: you're just not even on a mature level of thinking that, then
1: that's them being defensive exactly. what do you mean i'm not asking you to get married no. i want to know if you're just looking to sit there and literally fuck or are yes. you trying to go on dinner dates and potentially like make this something real
0: and uh, like while we're on this topic i have to get it out because i don't think i've discussed it yet and it's something that i've come across because like a couple of I'll say old flames have like come back around. Some people say it's because Mercury is in retrograde forever. Oh, fucking whatever. How that, that means? I don't know what that means either. But I've been hearing it. So for whatever fucking reason, they've come back around. And even if it's just new guys, it's something that I, when they ask what you want, or when I ask what they want, and I say like I want a relationship, and they're like, a very common answer is yeah, but like you have to be friends first, or like yeah, but like we need to date. No fucking shit. Like yes, you have to be able to have like a. A friendship, like, the romance can come, like, the physical stuff can come later. But when they say, like, well, what do you mean you want a relationship? Like, I want to date somebody for... I Again, I'm not asking for a ring right now just because I say I want something. Like, it's oh, we just like,
1: matched. You're my boyfriend. Like, yeah, no. no they,
0: they think, for some reason, like, the minute the word relationship is put out there, they, for some reason, in a man's mind, that means the woman must be thinking of skipping all of the early no, shit and going the, right that to that right it. there
1: is when you realize that that quote-unquote man... Is not on the same page as you. They want that casual. If they're going to get defensive like that, red flag, goodbye. You're not even getting 90 days.
0: Someone was like, I just want, well, I want to be able to, like, talk and go out. No uh, shit, that's what normally happens. Go out and grab dinner. And I'm like, okay, that's dating, isn't it? Well, yeah, I just thought, like, when you said relationship, you don't get into a relationship without doing that stuff. A lot of
1: people are on these dating apps not realizing what the intent of being on the dating apps is. Dating nowadays is completely completely different than what it's really supposed to be yeah it's just it's at your fingertips it's super easy it's super convenient and that's great because your options are so much you have so many more options now when versus like going out and meeting somebody and that's cool but at the same time I feel like these dating apps are so easy that it lessens the um value of a relationship yeah
0: or the level of connection that you can achieve Because, like, I actually saw this on TikTok the other day, and, again, this could be a whole topic in itself, but, like, the one girl, she would share her experiences, whether it's, like, weird DMs that she was getting or bad dates that she went on, and she stopped, and she was like it's not just me it's not just them it's also the nature dating apps are a business mm-hmm. the tinder hinge bumble it's like going they're on a job money. interview yeah but they're all making money so why are they go? so the features that they're offering whether it's selecting what your religion is or giving you the option to put your height in your bio because like bumble it's an option like it's going to come up as like a little bubble how tall you are what your political view is what your religion is but ones like tinder they don't give you that option it's not like i can like Just click a button that says I'm 6'1". It's I have to choose to put it in my bio or not. So the structure of these dating apps are designed to keep the dating apps in business.
1: Yeah, I look at it as something as, I look at it differently though. I look at it as like dating, when you first start dating somebody, especially from an app, it's almost like an interview. It's almost like you're interviewing for a job
0: yeah so I agree.
1: if my criteria is i don't want somebody that's i mean i'm five three if i don't want somebody shorter than me mm-hmm. like i'm gonna make that aware and they're gonna give me somebody that's not shorter than five three you know yeah. what i'm saying uh-huh. like it's it's an interview and it makes it it makes it a little bit easier i guess but it devalues the connection yeah
0: and and honestly i completely agree with you like we're not in disagreements, but i think from the the dating app perspective. That's not going, like, they're fine with that. They're fine with devaluing and they're fine with making it interviewee because it's going to keep them in business.
1: Well, all right, so look at it this way. If you're out at a bar or out somewhere and you see somebody, yeah. you know right off the bat if that person is in your quote-unquote height criteria. Yeah,
0: because you're right in front so, of them.
1: So, right. Yeah. So, in an app, it's kind of like the same thing. In a picture, you're not going to be able to tell, like, all right, is that person over six foot? I do, do pride myself
0: on trying to guess, though. I'm not going to lie. You're right. You can't tell just from a picture. But I'm like, he's standing next to, like, what looks like a standard fence. He's probably 5'9". But, again, that's just me. I, it's a game that I play with myself because I'm so tall. But you're right. You can't You can't tell. So that's going to be uh, – if it's that important to you, are you going to bring it up in the messages?
1: Are you Or gonna ask is them? that already going to be posted on their profile yeah. as to their however height?
0: I think that's why people have – like, I – I prefer the format and now like we're just getting into dating apps, but it's just it's on the subject. I prefer the format of Bumble and Hinge more because it puts all of that stuff out there. Like it makes versus it Versus so Tinder. Versus Tinder oh, yeah. because Tinder it lets you select your interests as like little bubbles, like as easy as clicking. But
1: interest as like
0: movies, hiking, beer, yeah, that stuff. Coffee. But you can't choose my political views, my religious right, views right, if right. I want yeah. kids or not. And the other ones do. However, I find people I'm attracted to more, and they're funnier on Tinder, so it's like I need to make up my mind, because I'm not getting as many matches on Bumble and Hinge, and I think it's because I have all this information at my fingertips only to realize that the, this just isn't what I want, whereas I could swipe on this guy on Tinder because I'm like, well, he could be my height. Well, I don't you know for sure. Well, you have to look sure. at it as
1: you're not valuing your time. No. Because you on Hinge and, and Bumble are getting more of a criteria as to what you want mm-hmm. versus on – tinder it seems like it's more just of what the person looks like and then you're wasting your time to find out they're either shorter or you don't have the same political views or the same religion or this or that so you're wasting your own time so you need to find out which is more important like no i'd rather match one in every 250 guys on Mm -hmm. hinge and bumble because i know it's more of what What i am looking for that is my i'm not wasting as
0: much time yeah and these are things that i've realized like going through all of these situations and like i may not be going to therapy actively like you're talking about all the things you learned in your couples therapy but i'm actually trying to learn from my experiences and i'm i'm picking up quite a bit and i hope i stick with them i mean if i don't it's only my fault i Mm -hmm. can't blame the guy for wasting my time if i'm letting him but they're definitely it it's definitely a learning curve like dating is not like we said supposed to come super easy it's not supposed to be a fight either but it's we have to be willing to put the effort into ourselves before we can go on and do it with other people yeah
1: dating in 2021 is uh definitely interesting let alone in a pandemic
0: Mm -hmm. um which hopefully we're on our way out of when i
1: was younger again i'm only 33 so i'm talking about like when i was 18 years old If if I thought dating was going to be this hard, I don't even know what I, I
0: I don't, I really have no idea what I I would have done. I might have joined a convent sooner, like I said I would when I was little. It's rough out there. It is
1: rough.